Good morning, everyone. Uh, uh, yeah, the kids can go. The tots can go. Well, I get rid of that. Give it back to Catherine. Catherine's first time hosting this morning, everyone. Give her a round of applause. It's one, I still think hosting is one of the hardest things to do on a Sunday morning because you can't prepare, really, because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, so it's a really daunting thing. So do, do continue to encourage all of our hosts. Um, for those of you who may be new here, my name's Darren. I'm part of the uh, leadership team here at Kingsgate. It is great to be with you. Um, I'm the only one from the eldership here this morning. Uh, the Bradley household is not feeling very well. The uh, Jones household is not feeling very well. Most of my household hasn't been feeling very well, but they're a bit better, so they're here now. Um, but thankfully, I'm okay. Um, isn't it great uh, to be gathered as church? If ever you thought a good Sunday service was about how professional and slick a few people can deliver some things, I hope this morning has shown you that that's not the case. It's true, isn't it? Actually, we're a family together, and everybody involved gives of their best, and sometimes it seems to go really well, and other times we seem to hear all kinds of bumps in the road. Today just looks like one of those kind of days. So, who knows what's going to happen next? Shall we see? Um, I have the privilege of finishing a recent uh, series that we've been, we've been doing uh, over the last... This is Sunday number three. Um, for those of you that have been here, I hope you already know what we're, we're talking about. For those of you that haven't been here, we have been preaching through the entire Bible in three weeks. The entire Bible, kind of. Um, uh, Dan started a couple of weeks ago. He did a, a big chunk from Genesis through to uh, King Saul. Um, Adam took King Saul to the end of the Old Testament. Today, I've got the whole of the New Testament to deliver to you. And the good news is, it's only going to take about half my sermon. Yeah, yeah. You see, there is a reason for that. It's, no, I'll come to that in a minute. We have, and I'm, hope, I'm just going to kind of recap, but hopefully you're, you're beginning to get a feel for what the Bible is all about. In effect, it tells us, the Old Testament tells us a story of a world that God made perfect, that then man made imperfect. We see how human beings rebelled against their creator. Um, they did it over and over again. We see how even God, who chose uh, a nation, a people for himself, had to continually go take them through this cycle where their rebellion needed disciplining and punishment and then forgiveness and restoration but then they go through it again. The Old Testament, over thousands of years, shows us that that is an, uh, uh, a never-ending problem. All of mankind's solutions failed. They wanted a king to rule them. The kings weren't very good. They, 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 God told them, you need to sacrifice animals in forgiveness for your sins. And actually, what that demonstrated was it wasn't enough. Um, everything that people tried, they fell short on. It left people with a real problem. But the good news is, uh, the Old Testament, as, as Adam and Dan have so helpfully shown us, the Old Testament is all pointing forward 
to someone. Someone who was going to rescue us. All of us. All of mankind. All human beings. We needed a rescuer. The Old Testament is looking forward to the one we know as Jesus. But of course, in Old Testament times, they didn't know that it was going to be Jesus. There was just everywhere in the, in the Old Testament, there were these hints, these, these images of this, this someone that would come to rescue them. And so we arrive at the New Testament. There's been a gap of 400 years between the end, the last writing for the Old Testament, and the beginning of the writing for the New Testament. A gap of 400 years. Don't worry about what happened. You can kind of look at it historically. What's important to know is God didn't do anything significant in that time that we need to know about. That's all you need to know about why there's a gap of 400 years. The rest is just history. If you're into history, feel free. Look it up. There's lots of other writings, ancient writings, that will fill the gap in. And God picks up where he left off. So if you remember, the Old Testament finishes with lots of... Uh, prophetic writing. Uh, lots of people. We have the major prophets, the minor prophets, don't worry about that. Um, just lots of prophetic writing all pointing towards uh, Jesus, all highlighting the problem of why Jesus was needed, but, it, but none of them mention Jesus. Um, and actually, the New Testament kicks off with another prophet, John the Baptist. And he went around proclaiming that someone was coming after him who was more powerful than he was and the thongs of whose sandals he was not worthy to stoop down and untie. John the Baptist was very clear. There was someone great who was going to follow him. And of course, if you know your Bible at all, we all know who that person was. Jesus. Born in Nazareth, called the Christ, who would live and then die. The New Testament starts with four eyewitness accounts. We call them the Gospels. Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Mark wasn't actually an eyewitness, but actually, bearing in mind we spent a long time preaching through Mark, I'm sure you'll all know if you've been here a while, that Mark was really taking Peter's eyewitness account, uh, who was one of the apostles. So, you've got these four stories that just commentate and tell us what Jesus' life was look like. What he did, what he said, how he behaved. They tell us the story of Jesus' birth, his life, and his death. They tell us how Jesus fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies about him, and all the descriptions of how he would be, what he would be like. And actually, if you're interested, there's about 351 of them. Stop compiling your list if you wish as you work your way through the Old Testament at some point there's there's at least 351 clear prophecies about Jesus and he fulfilled them all but more importantly than that what the Gospels tell us isn't just what Jesus did they tell us what he said about himself because that's what makes the real difference Jesus didn't only declare himself as our saviour He declared himself as God. He wasn't just another king. He wasn't just another priest. He wasn't just another prophet, just like the Old Testament ones. He was different. He declared himself as God. Now that, 
For a nation who's longing for someone to come and rescue them is good news. Isn't it? If you'd been longing for thousands of years for someone to step in, you've been looking forward and crying out, God, will you please save us? And suddenly someone says, I'm him. I'm here to save you. Good news, right? That's why they're called the Gospels. Because Gospel means good news. The one that Israel had been waiting for, for thousands of years, had finally come. But there's a problem. Us humans don't change easily, do we? And just because Jesus had come, humankind hadn't changed. This cycle of rebelling against their God continued. And because Jesus didn't fit with the image that they decided he should have, they killed him. Then the New Testament moves on to Acts. Strange name for a book in the Bible, isn't it? Acts. It means it's the Acts of the Apostles. Literally, what the followers of Jesus did immediately after Jesus had died. That's what the book tells us. And it's the beginning of the story of the church. We begin to see how the ways of the Old Testament are replaced by better ways in the New Testament. Now, if you ever wonder, what is it about the Old Testament, New Testament thing? Is it just because Jesus is in the middle? Actually, Old and New are actually hinged around Old and New Covenants. Now, what's a covenant? A covenant is simply, it's a legal agreement. At the beginning of the Old Testament, God made a legal commitment to his people. Um, He said, the nation of Israel are mine. Actually, in the New Testament, we see that legal agreement ending and a new one starting. God replaces the nation of Israel as his chosen people with the church, us. Where in the Old Testament, to be part of God's family, you had to be a Jew, either by birth or by conversion, but you had to be a Jew. The church, however, is made up of people of every nation, every tribe, every tongue. In the Old Testament, you had to be a Jew. In the New Testament, you can be born again into a life with Jesus. In the Old Testament, only the high priest and some special individuals ever had a real sense of connection with God. In the New Testament, Jesus lives in the hearts of his followers. We can have a personal relationship with him. In the Old Testament, the place of worship was the tabernacle or the temple. In the New Testament, Jesus lives in the hearts of his followers. We are the temple. Do you see how the New Testament begins to take all the Old Testament uh, foundation stones and it builds, it makes better. It doesn't just make bigger, it makes better. You see Jesus revealing all of these Old Testament ways actually were pointing to the truth. They just weren't the whole truth. Most of the rest of the New Testament are letters written by different individuals. Um, All of them first-generation followers of Jesus. The Old Testament was 39 books, and it took about a 1,000 years to write. The New Testament is 27 books, and it was all completed within 40 years. It's a much shorter time frame. 
So we, in the Old Testament, you get the benefit. And this is why the Old Testament isn't just thrown away, because in the Old Testament we can see the cycles, we can see the long-term way of God working. In the New Testament, it's much shorter, so we don't see so much of that. But the books reveal to us the effect that Jesus had on the world. As word about him spread, proof of his promise never to leave us begins to be seen to be true. The Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter, plus many others, begin to travel to tell people the, this good news. If you've got, uh, if you've got a, a, an, old an, an old-fashioned analogue Bible, um, you'll often find in the back there's little maps, you know, the bit you never look at. There's maps in the back. Often you'll find maps of their, their missionary journeys and they're travelling and you'll see the names of the churches and the places where they went and people got saved. People gave their lives to Jesus and churches were formed. Many of Paul, 